This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals escape with a 1-0 shootout thriller on the island. Alex Ovechkin leads the game with an apparent injury late. And a third line, excellent, as Michael Roffel makes his Caps debut. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, April 23rd. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Ben, that was a playoff game last night in the regular season with 10 games to go and both teams trying to beat one another to be the first-place team solo at the end of the night. The Capitals escape with a one nothing shootout victory. I thought the Islanders did a whole lot right in that game, but the Capitals find a way to win, and that might be their biggest win of the season to date. Might be the team's biggest win of the season, and Case could certainly be made one of, if not the best performance of the season for Ilya Samsonov, especially when you consider the way the game started. First game for the Capitals in some time. Hadn't played since last Sunday. Maybe it took a little bit for them to get their legs under them, but the Islanders were dictating play in the first period all over the Capitals, number of high-grade quality scoring opportunities for New York, and Ilya Samsonov in that first period was terrific and gave the Capitals the opportunity to stay in the game and ultimately to win the game in a shootout. But Samsonov with 15 of his 26 saves in the first period, thought that set the tone as far as his night was concerned and really uh, among the storylines, if not the biggest storyline from a Caps perspective, the play of Samsonov on a night win really against the Islanders. You know, they're not going to give you much. They needed their goaltender to be sharp. He was, gave him the opportunity to pick up two points. Islanders outplayed the Caps in the first. They just couldn't score. The Caps, I thought, early on in the second period, Ben, I I liked their turnaround at the beginning of that second period. From then on, I felt like it was almost a chess match. I mean, the Islanders were playing the game they wanted to play. The Capitals were matching it. There wasn't much that was outside the neutral zone that was productive on either side. But as you said, I mean, credit to Ilya Samsonov. I mean, to get the shutout in the way that he did and staring down Simeon Varlamov in the shootout to be able to get the job done. I I thought he was terrific. I thought the third line, which we'll get to in a minute, was terrific. But all in all, I mean, that was a playoff game. And now you're kind of playing with house money a little bit. If you can come up with a win against the Islanders tomorrow night, and then the only game you have left in this three-game set is at home, we've said all along that this was going to be the opportunity. If you were going to win this division, if you were going to get top seed and get home ice through the first two rounds, the Caps are going to have to earn it because of the schedule they have in front of them. But to your point, and you've been making it here the last couple of days, if you take care of business, you're going to be fine. The Caps took care of business last night. Yeah, and the other encouraging sign in, in, in the way the Capitals ultimately won the game is use the word patient. You have to be patient against the New York Islanders, but there weren't too many glaring mistakes. The, the puck management, those things you look for, turnovers, et cetera. I'm sure if you dissect all 60 minutes of the game, there's certainly examples of, of areas the Capitals would still like to clean up. But it, it was, for the most part, a, a well-played game for the Capitals. And the Islanders are the type of team, especially you know with Matt Barzell, with some of the game breakers that they have They'll make you pay, and the Capitals saw that weeks ago at the Coliseum. You make a turnover at the Ozone Blue Line, they'll turn it the other way, the Islanders. You make one or two mistakes, 
they'll capitalize. They'll make you pay. There were a couple of penalties, offensive zone penalties in the third period the Caps took. Fortunately, they killed those off. But for the most part, John, I thought it was a, a pretty well-played game for the Capitals and against the New York Islanders, you need to play a mature game. You need to play a conservative, a smart game and wait for your opportunities as limited as those may be. I thought they played it, you know, almost perfect to a T in a game like this against the Islanders. The concern now is Alex Ovechkin and not much clarity from Peter Laviolette after the game last night. For those who may have not either heard or seen what occurred, Alex appeared to leave the game due to some kind of lower body ailment. Ken Sabrin was all over this on the call on the cap side last night, left his shift early. It happened early in a shift that was just under three minutes to go in the third period. He did not return for the rest of regulation. More telling was not available at all in overtime, you know, as much as he has feasted on the Islanders of his career, if he could go at all, he'd have been out there and he wasn't. So some concern there. Peter Laviolette did not use the word injury last night. We say apparent injury here because Peter said he wasn't available and they didn't have that information yet. Certainly some concern, Ben, as the team goes into what may be an optional skate here today on Long Island and then the game tomorrow. It may be Saturday before we know for sure, but obvious concern here for Alex the Great and leaving the game early in a situation that you know he would have really wanted to be out there for. Yeah, and we'll say apparent injury because, again, if it was an equipment issue or something else that could have caused him to, to miss time late in the game, I'm sure Laviolette would have shared if it was as simple as an equipment issue. But that being said, to your point about not having him late in the game, it's not as if this was a three-goal game with minutes remaining in regulation and you could, quote-unquote, afford to park Alex Ovechkin on the bench to be cautious, et cetera, for him to miss the, the end of regulation and three-on-three OT given what was at stake in this game as well, given who the opponent was, given the opportunity to take over sole possession of top spot in the division. There was so much at stake. The competitor, Novechkin, you know, he would have wanted to be out there. And certainly from a team perspective, if he was available to, to be out there, they would have put him out. So so certainly uh, the antenna goes up a little bit when he's not there. And here's hoping we do see him on Saturday night. It wouldn't be the first time in his career that we've seen Ovechkin, you know, dealing with something dinged up and missing time one game. And lo and behold, he's available and, and ready to go the next. So here's hoping that that trend continues uh, come Saturday. Here, here, as we look at some other things from last night's game, the third line might have been Washington's best last night, and that's the same line that Michael Roffle was making his Capitals debut last night. Connor Sherry leading the way in shots on goal last night with five. Thought he was excellent. We were singing his praises all night. Lars Eller good on that line, too. In a scoreless game, it's not going to be the goals that stand out, obviously, but I thought they generated the most of any line against the Islanders and would look to that line again for the game tomorrow night in the second game of the series between these two. That line looks like a pretty good place to start. Yeah, they were very good. And there was one shift in particular, I think, in the second period. Sherry had a couple of opportunities within about 30 seconds of each other. Nick Jensen looked in twice on the doorstep. Sherry had opportunities to potentially give the Capitals the lead. Couldn't finish, but he was all all over the, the front of the net tonight, uh, last night, and a uh, number of opportunities to to, to, to get the Capitals on the board and very active, very noticeable. That trio as a whole on the forecheck was was very active and, and solid. And good for Michael Roffel. I, I think this is the type of team as well, 
in terms of an opponent, the New York Islanders, this is the type of game where a prototypical bottom six forward like a raffle, I'm sure he embraces this opportunity to jump into a Capitals lineup with all the star power, with all the offensive talent that's here in Washington to come in to start with a three-game series like this against the Islanders. This has to be right up his wheelhouse. Heavy hockey, grinded out type game, defensively savvy is, is Raffle. I think he fits in well. And the type of game that he brings now, this is this is terrific for a late regular season and going into the postseason. I think this is the time of year where a player like him could uh, show himself best. And, you know, here's hoping that last night's game against the Islanders was was just the start for Raffle, who who looked good on that line with Eller and, and Sherry. So it's a good start. Capitals looking for win number two of the series tomorrow before hosting the Islanders in front of fans at Capital One Arena coming up on Tuesday night. We usually don't spend a lot of time around here talking about the Detroit Red Wings, but before we get to the out-of-town scoreboard in the East Division last night, we will start with a game that otherwise we would not have reported on in the slightest here, but we were kind of forced to. The Detroit Red Wings last night beat the Dallas Stars by a score of 7-3. to three. As the third period started in our game last night, Ben, I had noticed that Jacob Vrana had two goals. As we were packing up to head home after the game against the Islanders, we had noted, Ken and I, that Jake had a hat trick last night. And by the time I had gotten home, he had four goals. Jacob Vrana, a four-goal game last night over Dallas. Dallas, a team who, by the way, is fighting for a playoff spot and playing some terrific hockey the Red Wings take him out behind a woodshed led by Jacob Vrana last night. Good for him. And these were, again, these were typical Jacob Vrana goals. These were goal scorer goals, breakaway opportunities that he had using the wheels and getting a burst of speed through the neutral zone. So good for Jake. The Red Wings, meanwhile, move into sole possession of seventh place in the Central Division. So they're out of the cellar, but Jacob Verana, look, this should come as little surprise. Look, we're not expecting him to score four goals on a nightly basis, but what did we say last week when the trade was made? He's going to go to Detroit, new lease on life. He's going to play big minutes. They're going to look for him to just fill the back of the net and take advantage of his opportunities and play in top power play, et cetera, et cetera. So good for him, a fan favorite in these parts. As we acknowledged, he was always good to us as far as media was concerned. Look, he could go to Detroit and pick up 35 goals next season. Who knows? It just wasn't working out in Washington. And let's not forget Anthony Mantha so far is working out just fine. So good for, it's okay for a trade to work out for both teams and all individuals involved. And so far, so good, certainly for Jacob Verona. Happy to see him enjoying that success in Detroit. Yeah, Anthony Mantha didn't get a goal last night, but a four-game goal streak snapped. That's first game last night in five. He hadn't scored in. So, yeah, everything going pretty well for both sides. Richard Ponick scored last night too, John. Yes, he did. I was going to bring that up too. Richard Ponick comes up with a goal. So, the former Capitals leading the way in that win over Dallas. As we take a look at the Mass Mutual East Division games from a night ago, the Bruins... Yeah, they're coming. Second straight win over Buffalo last night. Thumped them this time. Six to one, the final. That is six straight wins for Boston. That a season high. And four points back of the Caps still for first, even with the Caps winning on the island last night. I still believe, Ben, that they are the most dangerous team in this division right now. And they are peaking at the right time. And that's the biggest thing, right? Playing the right way, peaking at this time of year and still with a couple of bodies still to get healthy again and a big win. And maybe it gets lost in the shuffle on a night when they put up a five spot in that 5-1 win. But they got another start and another win 
out of Jeremy Swayman. If Tukan Rask the night off last night, he's expected to go tonight as they wrap up a three-game set against the Buffalo Sabres. So, yes, things are uh, looking up and up for the Boston Bruins still with two games in hand on the rest of the uh, teams they're chasing. Yeah, and to your point, yeah, they are burning one of those two games in hand they have on the Capitals while the Caps are off, the Bruins are playing, and the Bruins with a win tonight, they could move within two points of the top spot in the Mass Mutual East. No drama this time in Pittsburgh. Penguins run away with a 5-1 to win over New Jersey after needing to hold off the Devs in a 7-6 stunner on Tuesday night. Sidney Crosby, goal number 19 on the season. Kasperi Kapanen back for the Pens. He gets goal number 8. Penguins now in second place by virtue of having one more win than the Islanders. They are tied in terms of points, Ben, but You've been talking Pittsburgh for a while and no reason to doubt that they might not come out on top here in this division. It is still pull a name out of a hat, one of four, who's going to win this division. That was why last night's win for Washington was so big. And you referenced Kasperi Kapanen had a goal and an assist his first game back after a 13-game absence. And don't look now, but Evgeny Malkin, after missing 17 straight games, he too is inching closer to a return to Pittsburgh. He's been back at practice with the Penguins, and they're hopeful to get him perhaps uh, as soon as within the next few days. And the Philadelphia Flyers rallying from a one-goal deficit early. Two goals for James Van Riemsdyk. Philadelphia wins over the Rangers 3-2. to two. Realistically, if not mathematically, ending New York's chances for the fourth and final spot in the East. Ben, we know this. We know who the four teams are going to be. It's just a matter now of how they're going to sort out. Night couldn't have gone any worse for the Rangers last night. Not only the loss, but yes, all the teams they're chasing come up with wins, or at least in the Islanders' case, even picking up a point with a shootout loss. So rough night for the Rangers, but look, they were the one team out of those contending for a playoff spot. They didn't load up at the trade deadline. I think realistically, the Rangers probably still a year away from really making a realistic playoff push, but nothing to be shamed about on Broadway. That team is trending in the right direction. Very easy watch, and continuing to progress. I think they've showed themselves very well this year, not to write them off completely, but certainly the, the odds stacked against them as they are now eight points behind Boston for that fourth and final spot in the East. And this is what the standings look like. The Capitals in first place this morning by themselves with 64 points, Pittsburgh at 63, the Islanders at 63, Boston at 60. And as noted, they play tonight as well against the Sabres, the third of that three game set and eight points back, the Rangers with 52. Capitals and Islanders tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Coverage begins at 4 with Caps game day. Ben, have yourself a great weekend, will you? Happy Friday. Happy weekend, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.